Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a exclusive with you today. I know you heard about the story out of Texas, Barbers Hill ISD. Is it where you had the young man that was cooked? They want to kick him out of school. Let's say that much for having long hair, even though they had passed the Texas Crown Act uh, to prevent those sort of things. So we're going to talk with uh, his mother today, and you know, Dr. Candace Matthews and Allie. So thank you all for joining us today. All right. So, Miss Darisha. Yeah. To tell us, you know, a little bit what happened. So when he um he started school on, on August sixteenth. Um by the time it came August thirty first, he was he was getting put in ISS for his hair. They um they alleged they seen his hair down below his eyebrows, which I have them on multiple occasions saying that they didn't they actually didn't see it. The ones who actually name is on a referral which is um, Lance Murphy and uh, Ryan Rodriguez. I have them both saying that they didn't see him, but again, they put him in ISS because um, they said when his hair is let down, it's below his eyebrows. So, but how do y'all know his hair is let down? How, how do y'all know his hair is below his eyebrows if y'all never seen it? So that, that's the first thing. The second thing, why is he getting put in ISS behind hair when that crown egg it covers is he's protected under the Crown Act. So that's another reason. That's another thing that I can't understand. So for people who don't know, what is ISS? In school suspension. In school suspension. Okay. So, and correct me if I'm wrong, Allie, but the Crown Act protects against uh, employees of, you know, businesses and schools. Is that because just for people that don't know, you can give us an interpretation of that? Yes. The Crown Act is an act that was put in place to protect hairstyles that are associated with specific races. They're targeting, of course, colored individuals, the African diaspora, because what they're stating is that this includes protective hairstyles, which are lock, braid, and twist. And so the issue with not having the Crown Act is that there's no protection for us in the African diaspora because it's not necessarily a religion. It's a cultural thing because, see, our spirituality has wavered. Uh, we've been uprooted. Uh, we've been taken away from our true religion. Um, and so our religion is a conglomeration of a lot of Western civilization. Therefore, when we go to run an exemption, like other people, such as Punjabi, et cetera, who are able to run the religious exemption, it doesn't work for us. So the Crown Act was instituted to protect our hairstyles as well. Okay, so the enforcement of it. What's, well, who's going to enforce this Crown Act? Because wouldn't your case fall in the realms of Crown Act? Yeah. Yes, it does. So why isn't it being enforced? I'm going to be honest, I'm going to tell you, the reason that it's not being enforced is because this school laid the groundwork for the Crown Act in Texas to begin with. They don't like locks. It's what they don't like. And we know that because originally there was a, a gentleman named DeAndre Arnold and another student, and they originally had a dress code against their hair. Once the Crown Act started to be instituted in the United States, and they started to see that hair texture was covered and protective styles was covered. Then they changed it. And they altered their school policy to now say 
when let down. So they added a length requirement to the dress code. Why would you add a length requirement to the dress code? Because you are still trying to essentially keep out locks, braid, and twist. Because if someone is going to twist, lock, or braid their hair, essentially it's going to have to be long enough for you to do that with. So in instituting length, it's just a pretextual way for them to go back to discriminate. And so that's what they're doing. Crown Act came into law in Texas. It was signed and it was supposed to take effect September 1st. They started harassing him on the 31st so that he would be doing his first day at ISS on the 31st going into the 1st, which is right when the act went into play. So what they're trying to do is say, no matter what you do, we don't want locks here and we're not going to have them here and we're going to find a way around each and every law or restriction so that we don't have to have them here. Like Dr. Matthews, you didn't get involved. You know, you get involved, people getting exposed. You so, so that's, that's, come on, come on, let's, let's go ahead and get with it. So, so I've seen you, you know, go up to the school. What, what have you found so far with, you know, so now you go find the dirt people do it. Yes. Well, well, first of all, I found some dirt on the superintendent. Also, the superintendent has been arrested before. What's the superintendent's name? Uh, last name Poole. Okay. Superintendent Poole. So he was arrested because when his son allegedly was stopped by the state troopers and the state troopers were, were asking him, you know, in reference to, hey, you need to let us, you know, talk with your son and things of that such. And he did not want them to talk to his son. And so he ended up getting a misdemeanor behind it. So that right there let me know that you corrupt because if the kid didn't do nothing. Why would it be an issue for DPS to talk to your son? Because I know if, if any law enforcement want to talk to my kid, you can talk to my kid and I'm going to be right there. So that's letting me know right there, one, you corrupt on that end. Then another thing that I found out about this joker was, one, he goes, he knows the formula on how to uh, not pay the state a lot of funds when it comes to the school district. So what he does, he goes to uh, other rich school districts to teach them this formula, but they pay him a fee to do it. So my question is, are you doing this on school time or are you doing this on your time? That's one. Number two is that they have an issue with black women. Okay. I'm not surprised. They have, and, and especially that principal over there, mm-hmm. because it was also brought to my attention because one of my former teachers used to work at Barbara Hill High School for nine years. Hence explains how I have the yearbook where it shows children that are not African-American who have hair that violates their policy, but never touch ISS. Okay. Even when we were there the other day with mom and they had the communication director, Mr. Bloom, come bring his races behind up and And he was very, very, very confrontational when he came in because one, he thought that attorney Booker was there. And I'm like, no, nah, she's not there. You got to deal with me. And so then he was like, well, you know, we can't have, no, the median's cross the street. So this is what you going to do. You are going to go talk to that principal and find out if this child is going to be an ISS again today. So during that process, that's when we were looking at the other children that were coming in. 
right? We see Asian kids, you coming in with hair down here. I don't see you in ISS. You had a couple uh, white kids, Hispanic kids, hair that's like long, kind of like mine, past the year. You know, I don't see them in ISS. But what really, really got it was that it was an actual white student that didn't have locks. They had gray locks, wouldn't it? And then when I look, I said, get that picture right now. Because, you know, we couldn't get the picture of the face because of confidentiality permanent. Mm-hmm. But we got back of that picture. And his hair, first of all, when he kept right, that's one. Two, it was past the earlobe and all that. It was past your cock. And that kid just walking in there freelance like it's nothing. So then when we end up taking the picture, and so then by this time, the communication director, he comes back in and, you know, giving mom the referral because she requested the referral since you, a new one, since you are putting him in ISS again after he completed it the week prior. I say, say, I say, do you know that you have a white kid in here that got drink that's longer than Daryl's at? But no, no, I don't. And I was like, oh, well, here's a picture. Because, you know, I'm the queen of receipts. I had the picture. He was talking about, well, I don't know where that picture came from. That picture came right here from that door. Here's the time stamp. So why he not in ISS? Then he turned around and was like, well, maybe he has a religious exemption. I'm like, do you know he has a religious exemption? Because how do you know that Daryl doesn't have a religious exemption? So is his complexion his protection? Because that's exactly what it seemed like to me. And then somebody, no, it's not like that. No, yes, it is. It is like that. So if you're going to hold one kid accountable, then you need to hold all of them accountable. And then we start explaining because, you know, again, they try to play that wordplay situation in reference to the bill. And he made the statement. Well, you know who the author is for the Crown Act. Well, she made the statement stating that it, the Crown Act protects uh, protective styles, but not length and not color. And I say, well, let me educate you because first of all, you are uninformed and you're ignorant. So let me tell you about it. First of all, protective styles, it deals with the length, okay? And then I just start, you know, going through, like I'm doing a whole dissertation, trying to explain to him about locks, about our hair, how uh, the reason why we call it protective styles, you know, how we have to use certain products, you know, for our hair. Because, I mean, you know, we I have not liked that when you just go over there and just put water on it and, you know, put some little head and shoulders and you go on about your business every day. We don't got to wash our hair every day. But we have to have certain products because we are the original people. Y'all, y'all came from a cake. We did. Okay? Y'all was over there eating human flesh and stuff. We would. We was kings and quick. So that's why you're mad. But that's okay. So then, you know, he kept on, you know, trying to be dismissive and everything. And, you know, I'm just, I didn't get into my original mode where I just rip your head off. I was just dragging the racism out of just dragging it out so everybody can see how racist they are. And then from that standpoint, you know, when mom had something to say, he was trying to overtalk her. You know what I mean? Then mom had something like, wait a minute, hold on, I'm not done yet. And then, you know, then mama do what she do. And then after that one, when, uh, when white people get caught with their hand in the cookie jar, they had that little grin and then they'll turn around and be ready to go. Now, this conversation ain't over. I ain't done with you yet. But, again, he was like, well, you know, we can go ahead and, you know, this, you know, we need to continue the school day. And the only thing that I told him, send your soul. Now, when you hear me say that in that calm tone, <laughs> you better watch your back. Because I'm coming back with that hammer. 
and it's gonna be a problem for you. Yeah. So it was just interesting just to the fact how dismissive and how, you know, coming in aggressive, like telling us like we're gonna have the cops escort you out. The cops ain't escort nothing out. Because one, I'm here as a civil rights, human rights advocate for this family. Okay? Attorney Booker not here. You don't gotta worry about her right now. You gotta worry about her later. Okay? But it was just the fact that it was a surprise attack. They weren't ready for us to come the way that we did. And and I saw that that video. I saw I saw him with his condescending attitude. And, you know, we know racism when we see it. You know, but they thinking this racism is just a slur. But no, actually the racism he was doing, the being condescending, you know, just looking down on you. I, I, it's classic racism, you know, to me. But you know, sis, let me ask you a question about your son. How 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 is how is your son feeling? Like with his mental health and and, and related to this, he he can't sleep at night. Every day, he dreads going to school. He dreads it. He cries. Every night, I have to look in my son's eyes and give him words of encouragement, just to even get him to go to sleep. And then when he wake up, when he finally go to sleep and wait, have to wake up at the crack of dawn because that's what time he got to get up to get on the bus. He he have tears in his eyes, and I have to give him words of encouragement. We're gonna get through this. We're gonna we fighting for you, and that's the, I think that's the only reason he's he's sticking through it because he know we're behind him. We're behind him. We coming full force by any means necessary. We're coming behind him, and it's it's messing with him mentally, physically, and emotionally. Yeah. Like it's rarely I see my son cry. Rarely he don't like to cry, but he's been crying. Almost, does he feel criminalized? Yes. He feels like, he feels like he's doing something but don't know what he's doing. He's getting angry because he's getting punished and he don't know why he's getting punished. He feel, he told me, he feels like he's black, he's back in the slave days where you get punished for the way you look. And which is basically true. He's getting punished for the way he look and the way he wear his hair. He's not a bad kid. He's not disrespectful. He's not disrupting the class. So why are you putting him in ISS with students that's doing that? And now you threaten to send him to alternative school where they have kids that's really is troubled there? Why are you subjecting him to this kind of environment when he's not that type of type of child? So on top of the you know mental health abuse that's being done by this school, and discriminatory behavior, you know, racism, white supremacy they're doing to this child. In the ISS itself, you know, Dr. Matthews was showing me a video, um, and this video was a sick, sickening to me. I mean, they do this to anybody's child, but to tell people that could be watching, there's people from all over the world watch, you know, the platform like this, let them know exactly what they're doing to your child behind hair. Not, not that he's beating people, he's throwing, being disruptive. No, 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 hair. They making him sit on a stool, no back, no cushion, on a stool, a hard stool for seven to eight hours. He can't move unless he raises his hand to go to the restroom and get permission to go. He can't turn around. He can't adjust. He have to, in, in their words, he have to sit straight forward and cannot move or he's getting another disciplinary refer referral. That sounds like prison. Exactly. And let me say this, it's, it, physical abuse because and when you sit on a hard surface we all know your bottom's gonna hurt cool 
And this is not a, he's a skinny kid, you know? He's not a thick kid by any means. It's harder than him physically to sit on that, that stool like that. And then it's cold. They turn the temperature down. It's exceedingly cold in there on purpose. Wow. Of course, you know, children can't wear hoodies. On top of that, you just get a stack of work. You get no instruction on how to do it. Nobody's teaching you. He's not been in class in weeks. In addition to that, he can't move about freely. And they're not even letting them eat regular lunch. They're eating sandwiches like prisoners do. One of the things I always do when I'm in criminal court is I move to get my prisoners out quick. Because if I don't, they're eating a bologna sandwich. And that is not anything that somebody wants to eat. I specifically, when I fight my cases, make sure I get them out. They don't bond you, but I have to wait. Because that's not, they're getting a sandwich. They're missing their hot meal. And if they don't have money for commissary, I made them miss their hot meal. So how do you, and these are adults. How can you do a child like that? And how can you do that when, number one, you're being paid to feed him because of the school lunch program that he qualifies for? He's supposed to get free breakfast and free lunch, and it's supposed to be hot. Now, you're getting the funding for that, but you're getting him a bologna sandwich. Now, I can understand if, hey, it's around Corona time, kitchen is shut down due to educational restrictions, et cetera, FDA guidelines, you know, no boiling water, et cetera. They cannot make hot food. Then that means everybody is eating a sack lunch. And there are times the schools have to do that, where if it's the free lunch program, the cafeteria is shut down, and everybody's getting sack lunches. No, the children that are not at ISS are getting hot food for free. And the children that, that are in ISS are given sandwiches. And here's the catch. What threw me was, we discussed this with school. And when she brought it to their attention, they told her if she wants her child to have the hot food in ISS, she has to pay for it. Well, how is she going to pay for it when she has other children? She's a single mother. And on top of that, she qualifies for free lunch for a reason. Mm. So now you have a, a parent that you're putting through emotional turmoil because she has a child sitting on a stool. His butt hurts. He's in a cold room. He's not getting instruction and she can't afford to feed him and get him the hot food. So that hurts her as well. It's very demeaning. And CPS has been notified and has been to that school on several occasions. And they are, to the best of my knowledge, handling that situation because those are not proper conditions, not only for her child, but for any child that's sent to ISS. Not allowed. So, so the additional financial burden they have put on you, you know, and how, how are you feeling? Like you personally, we talked about him, but how are you feeling about this? Because I'm a father and if someone attacked my kid, I get very enraged and hell's going to be paid for messing with mine. But, but how, how you feel? I'm in mama bear mode. You know, when the bears come out of hibernation and they go and protect the moles because all other bears trying to kill the cubs. I'm in mama bear mode. You're not about to play with my baby. Not at all. None of them. And it's, it's, even though it's stressful and it's aggravating, but I'm there. I'm his first line of defense. 
and you will not get past me at all. I tried it the the, the calm way. Now y'all getting the, the mama bear way. Now y'all getting the me. And I want to add, you know, she sits in the day and presents herself well, but she just got out the hospital. Mm-hmm. She's had a seizure, just throwing her into having seizures. So you're having medical issues due to the stress um, put on your child due to him being black. Yeah. That, that's really what it is. Not that he did anything just because he's black. You have to go through all this. Your child being criminalized. You know, even when it comes to things like bologna and processed meats, World Health Organization states that you eat that as a guarantee you're going to get cancer. This is this is null. And yet they're giving children processed meat like that as as food. Like like that that doesn't even make sense. Now, Doctor Matthew, you know what's 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 going to happen with, with this? Because I know I know I know Ali gonna come on the law side, but I know you got some. So some some foot to put in somebody's butt, especially these politicians around, you know, in that area. Because I remember Barbara's Hill as well. We played them in football, you know, back out in school, and they always had this uh, racism, white supremacy vibe over there. So so what's what's gonna be the next step? Because uh, you know they should be messing with us like that. Well, the next step at this point right now is that uh, I'm going to be working with uh, State Rep uh, Ron Reynolds, who is the chair of the Texas Legislative Black Caucus. And then, of course, you know, my second hat that I wear is the vice chair of the Texas Democratic Black Caucus. So we're going to be working together so we can uh, inform. Matter of fact, he's on his way to D.C. right now. So uh, the DOJ will be informed about this. And then we're going to be working on trying to get their federal funds removed because Regardless of the fact, one, you don't have to like us, but you have to respect us. That's one. Two, you don't have to like the law, but you're going to follow it. And I just find it to be very disrespectful because, again, like Attorney Booker stated, the law, the foundation of this law was 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 built based upon their ignorance and racism at Barbers Hill. Right. They was the first. Now they are the first to defy the Texas law. OK. As far as with politicians, I'm going to hold them accountable. Even the ones, if this is a bipartisan bill, why we don't hear no Republicans standing up saying something? So I'm going to tell you what's going to happen next. I'm going to pull that legislative scorecard of everybody that voted on this act, and I'm going to send the media to every last one of their offices because we need to hear what is your take on this child being tortured, on this child being tormented based on wordplay. You know what I mean? Like I even had a conversation and it wasn't a nice one with uh, the author of the bill, you know, because it was some things that. Was, and what is her name? Uh, uh, Rep. Retta Bowers. You know, we had a conversation and I was raw with it at first. You know, I was raw with in the text message, you know, then I was raw with over the phone. And then, you know, I had to apologize, you know, for my delivery. But I'm not apologizing for the message because at the end of the day, it's like the way how we're looking at this and I even brought this to State Rep. Ron Reynolds, and I brought this to other Democratic colleagues. I'm like, when you look at the media portion of what was stated, you have one, that the Crown Act supports protective styles, right? Then you have, but the Crown Act does not cover length, and it doesn't cover cup. So what are you saying? So you say that in the violation, but the Crown Act, when you're dealing with protective styles, includes the length. Does it kind of make sense? And that is what, what Barbers Hill is using as the form of wordplay, dealing with the blank. This is why you have this child in ISS. 
This is why you have a child that's sitting on a stool for seven to eight hours on end. This is why you have a child that's eating bologna sandwiches and being criminalized over wording. That's an issue. And so when you have elected officials that, one, that's not doing what's right by the interest of us, we know how to get rid of you at the polls. And, I mean, now she may have said some things like on CNN, you know, she may have said some things like that, but State Rep. Ron Reynolds was with us on the front line when it first got thought. I don't know about you, but if I knew if I was a State Rep and that was my bill that got passed, I don't care what part of town or what part of the city of Texas, or what what town that I'm in in Texas, I'm rolling up because that's my meal. We're not seeing it. Now, you know, I set up some things for the top of CNN and stuff like that and, you know, gave her information to, you know, some of the national media outlets. But, again, we were on the front line with you, ma'am. You know, we were on the front line. We were testifying days on end for two legislative sessions to get this paid. Don't you think you did the mom even get a phone call? Senator Morris Miley did it. State Rep. Ron Riddles did it. We end up getting letters from both of them where they turn around and address the superintendent. Right when it got started, right when I notified them, they didn't waste no time. Senator Miles, State Rep. Ron Reynolds gave condolences to the lady. Ma'am, you the author of the bill. This lady ain't never talked to you. So that goes to show that's the downside of politics. And see, that's why I come in. You know what I mean? And hold you accountable. And I really don't care how you feel about it. Because I'm going to call you on your action. And at this point right now, I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed. And then it was also brought to our attention that she's running for cop. Yeah. So who going to endorse you? What support you going to have? If you're not supporting this mother and what she's going through with her and her child and uh, a mother who's suffering health condition. I mean, to the fact where she has to sign me over to stand for her. You think Barbara's here don't like that? I don't think so. Like a power of attorney. Essentially. <laughs> you have time, but she's, now she's going in and out the hospital and she's not going to be reachable for things. And it's taken a toll on her. And so at this point, it's like I need someone because it's an ongoing situation. There are so many hearings and things that we're going to have to do and that we're already putting in place. We have to challenge even his educational file because now you have write-ups in his file. I mean, it just goes, it's a rabbit hole. It doesn't end. And she can't physically withstand it at this rate because the stress is starting to take her out. So absolutely. Well, is this a violation? Is this, you may, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Is this anywhere a violation of the 1964 Civil Rights Act? Absolutely. And so the issue is, uh, the federal government has been very strong with Barbara's Hill and what they've had to say to them. And they told them, they said, look, even your leg, Policy makes no sense because if we scrutinize it, we can't see a purpose thing to have a link policy other than to discriminate. So we're going to have to argue that it's a discrimination and it's through your policy. But they're at a standstill because, of course, the Crown Act didn't make it through the Senate. 
right? And Texas instituted their crowding. So when you would think that that would work, then you had Representative Bowers and all of her mouth saying things that aren't conducive to what she once stood for not that long ago. And for her to say she's confused, I don't buy it. I just don't buy it because I'm going to call a spade a spade. And at the end of the day, I heard that you flip-flopped back and forth. You never said you were running to be a part of the United States Congress because you're a state rep. And now all of a sudden, as of yesterday, you said you're running for the United States Congress after this stuff comes out, but you have no money. And it's public information. Your campaign funds are extremely low. I'd like to know how you, I, along with the other people you're running against, would like to know how you're going to run for a United States Congress with no money. And why you're talking about both sides of your map to me. And then you've got bipartisan approval to pass this thing. So I'm going, I smell a rat. And I felt like it was a rat from the beginning. I just needed to find the rat. And the rat ended up being her. Because to me, it made no sense how their stance was so strong with respect to when let down and it not violating the Crown Act. In my opinion, you can look at the legislative intent of the law. You can look at the spirit of the law. You can look at the law itself. There is no exclusion for lane. So a protective style, if you go and describe protective style as braids, locks, and twists, that's it. You didn't put an exception and say, you know, the exception to the rule is length. Mm-hmm. If it's long, then a school or a job can institute that restriction. You didn't put that. You, if you don't carve it out, it doesn't exist. That's, that's the way that we, we interpret laws. So there's no carve out. So how are you a legislator who's sponsoring the bill? You know all about laws. There's no carve out but you say it doesn't include color and it doesn't include length. And even to add to that, if you look at the letter that was sent out by the Texas legislative chair, Ron Reynolds, and one of our uh, two Texas senators, he's one of the blackest Texas senators that we have in the state of Texas, which is Senator Boris Miles. When you look at both of their letters, nothing says anything about that. And so this is disturbing to us because, and I, and I take offense to it because one, I left my family, okay, to go to Austin during a legislative session, to be on that front line, to fight, so we can get this thing passed because I know the seriousness of this. And I know one, when you're dealing with locks, when you're dealing with braids, when you're dealing with things that is such, this comes from the soul of our people. This comes from our ancestors. This comes from a connection that we have between our ancestors and also God. So if you turn around and cut the link, you're cutting that connection. So I really felt disrespected. I shared that. And, you know, she made a statement like, well, hopefully that we can work together, you know, in the future. So, you know how politics is. Like, I I get all that, but right now I'm on this because my activism side, 
came out because the only thing, like I said, that came in my mind is that baby sitting on that stool where I seen the video and that child eating bologna sandwiches in a cold room. This kid's hair is perfectly groomed. This kid's hair is not past his earlobes. It's not past the neck. And for me to see a white kid to come up in there with raggedy looking dreads, like he probably had some lice in there. I don't know. But the thing about it is, you ain't put his behind an eye assist. But you're going to put a kid whose freshly hair is neat, edge, trim, sold. And then this is a kid who has hair connected from other ancestors that he had that wolved into his hair. I'm not feeling. Yeah. And I want to be frank. Now, and I, I'm upset with Bowers, but then I'm kind of not because it was going to be a while before we could challenge BHIFD due to the fact that we have to run through the grievance. Level one, level two, level three. Well, now you're making my opponent and my immediate opponent the state of Texas right now. Now we got to fight them because the argument is legislative intent. And there's no amendments that can be done. They don't meet for a while. So what do we do in the interim? Now I'm going to have to sue the state of Texas and say your law is unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional. It's not in line with federal law, right? federal discrimination law right. and force the state of Texas and they're, they're going to have to say one or two things. If it covers length or it doesn't cover length and these schools have the right to do this and then let the federal government rule. So now I have a short way and we're going to get that lawsuit filed this week. And along with that lawsuit, we will be able to get an injunction now and hopefully we're able to just get him out of all of the restrictions, ISS and everything. So thank you, you know, Representative Bowers for your mouth. I think that you did not realize the door that it would open for this young man. And, and mom, before, before we wrap up, I, I want you just to tell people, just, you know, convey the message to people, you know, about the treatment, you know, you have from you, obviously racism, you know, in the school district. Just what you're going through, what your child is going through. Let people, the people all over the world is going to see this. So just convey that message, just really how you feel. And no, no, nothing scripted, just how you feel. So first, first I wanted to say what happened today. Because okay. Daryl actually got a message to me today. He actually was able to get past the principal and stuff today and got into his first period class. And everybody in that class welcomed him with open arms saying, oh, we glad to see you back. But no, like five minutes, he wasn't even in the class, five minutes. Here come the principal, Principal Lance Murphy, pulling him out of class and putting him back in ISS. Mm -hmm. And everybody in that class was upset. They was first happy to see him back in class and then he got pulled out Lance Murphy intentionally went to his class to pull him out. And that's what really ticking me off right now, because now not only is you discriminating, but now you picking with my child. And we are we are very upset. 
and we're going to fight this. And we're not giving up at all. So Lance, if you can send a message to Lance Murphy, what would that be? <laughs> if I could say what I want to say. <laughs> Woo. Lance Murphy, leave my child alone. Because you about to get you about to get what's coming to you. And Miss Candace's words, you about to get in line. You about to get in line. We coming after you by any means necessary. We're not playing with you. Not anymore. I tried it the, the nice way. I tried it the easy way. All gloves are off. We're coming. I'm going to box. And you know what boxers do? A tightening up the laces on the boots that you freaking better do. All of them better tighten up the laces on their boot because we ready to. Don't lighten up. You better tighten up. TEA, we ain't forgot about you either. Because first of all, TEA was also supposed to be enforcing it because you have the police and power to stop that district from doing this according to this law. And Mike Morath, you ain't do it. So that hammer finna come right on over there to come see you a few ticks too. So don't think you're going to be throwing the butt up because everybody's going to line it up. Well, play about our kids. Well, I, I definitely want to make sure that we keep up with this case. This is very important. You know, yes, definitely it's lawsuits. Because I know if, if y'all get through this, win this, take care of this, oh, people all over the country will be calling y'all. I'm talking about, oh, you come over here, my child, my child. Like, law, oh, it's overwhelming. We're getting that now. Getting it now. We're getting it now in reference to not even dealing with kids. We're getting it dealing with city council. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> we get it dealing with that, you know, with exposing corrupt politicians. We're getting it with the apartment. When I tell you, me and Attorney Booker, like, we are, like, extremely, like, busy, and I don't know how we can, I don't know how we manage this. And then we got kids, too. And all our kids were on the same age. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But that's all right. We make it work. We don't play. We want the smoke. All of it. Well, Mom, you hang in there. I said, Trish, you hang in there. And we definitely pray, pray the Lord, you know, heal your body. You know, uh, 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 y'all gonna go through it. You know, it, it seemed rough right now. It definitely seemed rough and tough. But you can endure it. And those who endure will have a victory in the end. It, it's gonna be all right. I know it's hard. But, but you know, you, you were chosen. It's not gonna break you. It's gonna make you better. And, and what you go through is gonna help a lot of people all over the world. They're going to see this and going to say, you know what? America wrong for that. Why are they doing a mother like that and a child? People all over the world seeing the dirt that's going on in this country. They write me every day. Every day. So I know it's hard, but hey, you got people. And she got the Freddy Cougar and Jason of corruption. <laughs> but but um, I definitely thank you for taking the time and definitely, you know, with your health and all of that. But uh, you, I know you left in good hands, you know. Um, so yeah, you, you definitely, you know, stay blessed. Date.